Hello and welcome to Objective Health. I'm your faceless host, Tiffany. And joining me in the studio today, we have Doug, Erica, and James. Hello. Hi, everybody. So today we're going to talk about... Wait, you forgot to introduce Damien. Oh, Damien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damien's on the, in the background on the ones and twos, I, I holding am, it yeah. down for us as usual. <laughs> Hi, Damien. Hello. Sorry for the snub. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> today, despite our laughter, we're going to be tackling a very serious and dire subject. We're going to be talking about the trials for the genetic therapy injection for children the children's vaccine trials for the COVID-19. So a lot of people take issue with this, of course. Everybody who has a heart loves the kids. And we all hope that, you know, with all this that is going on, please have the common decency to leave the kids out of it. But of mm. course they don't. And this is no surprise because everybody throughout the history of humanity has been getting screwed in one way or the other so this is no exception so mainstream studies there's lots of mainstream studies out there that showing show that there are very 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 low rates of covid infections in kids studies have shown that kids do not spread covid they show that asymptomatic spread amongst kids and adults is non-existent and even if a child is diagnosed with COVID, it's very rare for them to become extremely ill or to die. So all of that is very nice to look at the studies that say that, but really all you have to do is just open your eyeballs and look around what children are dying, you know, which children are sick and I don't know of any, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in this world who can't really name any. COVID is not seen as something that affects children. It's not the plague for either children or adults that certain factions and all of this craziness claim it to be. So it should be obvious by now, after more than a year of this, that not only is COVID not deadly for children, it's not deadly for adults by and large. Um, even with all of that, the vaccines, the vaccine makers don't even claim that the vaccines will prevent the spread of COVID or prevent anybody from catching COVID. And there have already been, you know, all the adult trials in which people have died. There have already been the adult trials that are still ongoing after what is considered the actual official trials because the real COVID trials are not going to be over until 2022 or 2023. So with everything that we see in adults, it was someone's wise idea to say, let's start this for children. Um, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> I mean, this just fits into the historical line. There's always been child abuse, child laborers, child soldiers, child brides, child sex slaves, <laughs> child transgenders and child lab rats and it will continue so that's my little opening blurb yeah anybody else care to share what they think about this idea it's terrible it's a terrible idea 
I mean, and already the psychological damage that's been done to children in the last year after everything that you stated, we know they don't spread it. We know that their chance of dying from it is so, so minuscule, but still in a lot of countries and here in the U.S. of A, they're still not in school, not outside, wearing masks. So no sunlight, no oxygen in front of a digital whatever being completely psychologically traumatized. Mm -hmm. And to add to that now, parents are willingly signing these children up to be, like you said, Tiffany, guinea pigs. I mean, in some of the videos that we watched, what was one of them like a research research person at Stanford? I mean, Mm -hmm. how in your right mind could you willingly sign your child up for this to be an experiment with no liability? I mean, none. That to me is, like you said, child abuse, straight up. I'll say it. Maybe I'll get some hating for it, but that, no, wrong. Well, I thought it was interesting. One of the uh, articles we looked at, which was total mainstream propaganda, um, it was on CNBC. Pfizer says its COVID vaccine trial for kids ages age 12 to 15 is fully enrolled. This was back in January. <clears throat> so they were talking about uh, um, enrolling kids in their vaccine trial. And there was a quote from Dr. Paul Offit, who's the director of the Vaccine Education Center. And I Not just thought it was again. really... Yeah. Mr. Profit, they call him. Ah, Profit. Good name. <laughs> is, is That's clever. the same guy uh, vaccines are safer than water or something to that effect. Or they could get 100,000 vaccines and have no ill effects or right. something crazy. Yeah, he's a crazy Same man. guy. <laughs> and I thought it was really funny, this little twist that he did. He's quoted as saying, as many children this past year died from COVID-19 as died from the inf- influenza, and we recommend an influenza vaccine for children. Now, you read that and it's kind of like, oh, wow, that's actually like, you know, that's crazy. But then I remembered, well, wait a second. We did a whole show about the fact that the flu has basically been non-existent like this past Mm -hmm. year. So I went and I looked up how many kids had actually died from uh, COVID-19 or sorry, from influenza last year. And it was so low. Like, I I don't have the number in front of me, unfortunately, but it was like 118 or something like that. It was like, you know, when you look at flu deaths, you know, in your average year, 118 deaths among children is not very much. It's minuscule. So the fact that he's comparing it and saying, well, you know, just as many kids died of uh, COVID as they did of influenza, it's like, well, hardly any died of influenza. So that's hardly a reason to justify what we're seeing here. Like if you had said as many people, uh, children died in 2018 or, you know, 2010 or something like that as died from COVID, then it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, that sounds pretty serious. But it's just, it was so sneaky, you know, the way that he, uh, he phrased that. Mm-hmm. He's a sneaky guy. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> a snake, you might say. Yes. A sneaky snake. Sneaky snake. That's him. <laughs> so there are a few of these trials that are going on. I don't know if the Oxford trial, they're using the AstraZeneca vaccine. And of course, we all know how much bad publicity the AstraZeneca vaccine has been getting and how many countries have banned it or paused it. 
yet at the same time, other health officials out of the other side of their mouth are saying, yeah, but you know, it's still the risk benefits ratio is still in favor of being vaccinated. So their uh, Oxford trial that involves six to 17 year olds. There's a Moderna study of 12 to 17 year olds and I believe a Pfizer trial for 12 to 15 year olds, mm -hmm. which they claim <laughs> is 100% e effective. Yeah, 100%. they don't get it. <laughs> Kids don't get it. Exactly. <laughs> they don't get it without the vaccine. So of course yeah. it's effective. Yeah. I mean, I think it's unfortunate because it, you know it's being framed as um, you know the vaccine is safe and there's no risk, so why not do it? And it's just not true. So um, there's an issue there with informed consent, you know, and, and it's just so, it's, it's so irresponsible the way that the whole issue has been framed since the get-go with COVID. Cause there was that whole scare last year about the um, childhood syndrome and, and I forget what it was called. Um, yeah. Do you guys remember? Um, it was a weird name. It started with a K, but no, I don't remember. Kawasaki. Ah, I think that is it. I think maybe. Um, so Which is an autoimmune disease, correct? I think so. But they, they planted this little seed because they said, oh, well, oh, these kids are getting sick in New York and we think maybe it's a new strain of COVID and it might be even more deadly for kids. And then as it turns out, that was not the case at all. And there's, you know, statistically almost zero risk for children. Mm -hmm. um, well, there so have been... There really is a big, but there's a risk to getting, there are many risks to getting the vaccine, mm -hmm. which are things that are shoved under the rug and you get labeled. There's a lot of moralizing that happens if you're, you know, vaccine reluctant or anti-vaxxer. So there's all the social pressure for people and people feeling like, oh, I'm being a good citizen. I'm doing the right thing. I'm protecting my children if I get them vaccinated without fully understanding the risks involved um, and that maybe the risk to their children from getting the vaccine is, you know, potentially much greater than not vaccinating them and um, allowing them to possibly be exposed to coronavirus, COVID on their own yeah. um, and fact, letting their immune system take care of it. In fact, it would be actually really interesting. I mean, you would probably never get the real numbers on this. But it would be really interesting to compare um, the children's chance of death from COVID versus chance of death from getting the vaccine. Now, we all know that with the vaccine trials, they're generally cooking numbers and doing all kinds of devious sorts mm -hmm. of things. So we never really get a good look at what the death rate or severe side effects rate or that kind of thing is, but it would be really interesting to see an actual comparison because I agree with you, James. I think it's probably, um, I, I would expect that it would be much greater risk of having um, some kind of adverse, serious adverse uh, effect from the, uh, the vaccine than it would be from just getting COVID. Because just so people know, the death rate for children in COVID is 0.003%. And that's the official CDC death rate, right? right? So that's even like, you know, if we think they're cooking the books to make it look worse than it actually is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, there was an article, I think, that came out of the UK that 
compared um, child deaths to COVID to like car accidents Mm -hmm. in the past year. And it was similar numbers. Mm. Well, already there have been numerous articles in mainstream talking about how children are super spreaders and they spread the COVID even though they have no symptoms, which of course just seems to be like this whole thing just seems to be first and foremost, just the setup to make uh, vaccination mandatory. And I say mandatory with air quotes because they might not order you to take it, but you can't do this, that, or the other thing without getting it. So they want to make the vaccines, get the vaccines for kids in place before the fall school year starts all over the world. So the biggest problem that I have with this, and if I could mem, which I don't think I can meme or mem or however people pronounce it these days if i could create create a meme i would have a photograph and on one side of the photograph would be parents lined up with their children and then you have the high priest up there sacrificing the children to mullet and then on the other side of the picture you would have covid vaccine trial for children That's dark. That's a dark meme. uh, That is very dark meme, but that's what I think about when I think about COVID vaccine trials for kids. I cannot imagine the mental mindset that a parent would have to have in order to do such a thing. Now, granted, there are loads of parents who totally believe in vaccines and, you know, believe everything that the medical industry tells them about vaccines and they take vaccines themselves. And of course, why would they not want their children to take vaccines? Mm-hmm. But this vaccine is not approved. It's emergency use authorized. There have been loads of uh, reports about adults who are suffering from severe adverse reactions and even deaths from this vaccine. And these people that are being highlighted in certain articles, uh, these parents who enroll their children in trials, a lot of these people, if you are to believe, you know, the content of these articles, these people are doctors and nurses and research scientists and things like that, and they are volunteering their children for these shots. But I still, I can't understand the mindset of a parent who would do this. Well, the mindset is basically fear and terror, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, these people, you know, these people aren't evil, right? Like, Mm, they're they're terrified because Mm -hmm. they've been propagandized Mm -hmm. so hard. You know, so it's like, in, in a way, like, I mean, you know, I feel sorry for these people more than anything else because, you know, they've been thoroughly terrified, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the mindset isn't that they're like thinking logically about this, regardless of whether they're like research scientists or doctors or whatever they are. They've been they've been propagandized like everybody else. So they're terrified. Probably and it's more like, so than other people. Too, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Their education. So, I mean... Yeah, I can I can see why, you know, like they're kind of like, well, I can get a vaccine for myself, but why can't I get it for my child? My child's in danger, too, even though, you know, there's been a plenty of information out there showing what we've just been talking about, that children, you know, aren't at risk 
essentially. You know, if they've got a lot of comorbidities, yes, there could be some issues there. But for the most part, children are incredibly safe from COVID. But they're terrified. So, of course, they're going to take every opportunity that they can to get their kid vaccinated, too. They've been programmed to think that this is the only hope, that this Mm -hmm. is the only hope, that they are on death's door. And the only thing that can save them is a vaccine. So, of course, they want it for their entire family. You know, there's problems with uh, the aged getting the vaccine as well. But, you know, everybody's terrified. So, of course, you want grandma to get the vaccine. I don't know. It just it, it it's infuriating well, yeah there was an article that was on webmd which i <laughs> never go on to webmd but i do like to see what the mainstream news is saying because yeah. then you know you get clues into what direction they're trying to push things but this article on webmd was called why three families enter kids in a COVID vaccine trial and uh there was a mother speaking about putting her four children into one of these trials and her kids were aged six, four, three, and seven months old. So uh, she said that we talked about it. I guess my initial thought was I definitely want to enroll my toddler as well as the older children, but there is very there is a very unscientific part of me that doesn't want to enroll my baby. So I think deep down, some part of her is saying, this is probably not the best, but I don't understand. Like if it's not good for your seven month old baby and you have a problem with that, I mean, not good for a young child doesn't mean good for a three-year-old child or four-year-old or six-year-old. If it's bad for one, it can be bad for the other three as well. maybe in a different kind of way but it just it just seems odd that she has this gut instinct that this is not quite right but she gave it a little bit more thought and then she got comfortable enough to enroll all of her kids you can see the the programming in there in the way that she worded it right there is a very unscientific part of me that doesn't want to enroll my baby and it's like unscientific like that is a buzzword right that's like Mm -hmm. uh that's part of the programming right there anybody who has anything negative to say about vaccines is unscientific right they've 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 thoroughly programmed to believe everybody to make everybody believe that um that the science all supports this there's absolutely no science out there that says anything negative about these vaccines so it's just pure programming when she says, oh, it's an unscientific part of me. That's that that's the, it's like, no, it's not. That's probably your conscience or that's probably mm-hmm. like, you know, your gut feeling, like you were saying, um, your instinct, something like that. But, oh, no, that's not scientific. No. Or the other side is, too, is now trust the science. Right. Mm-hmm. Just trust it no matter what. And we have, you know, celebrities coming out saying, just trust the science. Like the science is settled. Like we figured it all out, even though, as Tiffany said, the trials are still ongoing. We don't really know, you know, well, the, science the science they want you to trust is the science that they want you to trust. Not all right. of the science, not any of the science that disagrees with what they're saying. Yeah. Don't trust that science. Yeah. No, I mean, the science is just it's it, it means absolutely nothing at this yeah. point. The way they just the, the way they talk about it and stuff like that. The science is, you know, it's a false idol. It's like <laughs> the false God. Trust the science. Yeah. Bow to the science. Follow the science. 
It's like there is no the science. Mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Well, uh, another theme that is in this same WebMD article, like, and there was another article where they were talking about a nurse and another lady who they made sure to point out that she was black. And then in this <laughs> WebMD article made sure to point out that one of the families was Latino. Of, because, of course, you know, these, you know, colored populations have a long history of being anti-vax and we can't have any vaccine hesitancy amongst anybody, no matter <laughs> what their race. So there's always that theme going through it, but there's um, in this WebMD article, it's just so manipulative. Like how these, the parents talk to their own children to try to get them to go along. Like I talked to them about like how they'll be able to go back to sports and I'll feel more comfortable and they're going to school and they want to see their grandparents and all their you know cousins and family members. You're essentially bribing your children with the mm-hmm. promise that things will return back to normal, which they won't, to get yeah. them to participate in this vaccine trial. And it's just gross. Yeah. And if that's not enough, they can get a free Krispy Kreme donut every day oh, for the rest God, of the yeah. year. <laughs> you guys missed that. Krispy <laughs> Kreme's giving out donuts if you can prove you've been vaccinated. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You can get for a free year. donut every single day. Well, it's not, you know, five donuts. Yeah, it's a lot of Krispy Kremes. If you've ever had one, it's like a sugar explosion in your mouth. So I can imagine (laughs) that some people would be happy to get a Krispy Kreme whenever they can. But come on. Oh, there's people posting it on Twitter, right? They're holding up their donut like, yeah, I got my vaccine and I got a donut. Best day ever. Some strong, basic Pavlovian conditioning right there. Totally. Positive but, reinforcement. Tiff, you were talking about the the, the parents kind of bribing their kids. Yeah. And it's basically, they're just passing it along. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. all, all mm-hmm. the parents are being bribed as well. That's the yeah. exact same carrot that's being dangled in front of all of us, you know? Oh, we'll get back to normal. Get your vaccine. You'll be able to free travel. You can go to restaurants and bars. Everything will be great. The utopia will be here. Just get your vaccine. Mm-hmm. Get on board. So I'm not surprised that people are, you know, no, doing the same no. thing with their kids. Yeah, none of this is surprising at all, at all. And also not surprising is that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, that's supposed to be like a watchdog organization, keeping the people safe from harm when it comes to medical procedures and products. They, uh, at the request of Pfizer, they're not going to require any expert advice from their advisory committee. And this committee is the one that evaluates the vaccine trials and see how safe they are, how effective they are. So this committee, they're not going to need them to do any kind of report before they start, you know, including uh, 12 to 15 year old children into the vaccine campaigns. So According to the FDA, everything's all good. We don't need any more discussion about this. We'll just go ahead and do this because we have to keep you safe. It's so crazy. I mean, that's, it's just crazy. Not that we trust the FDA. We've hated on them for a long time. It's the Federal Death Association. But the fact that they come out and they tell you this speaks volumes. You know, that that, well, we're not going to do that. You know, we're not going to be held liable. You know, there's nothing you can do if you have an adverse reaction. And, and 
we know just from reading about it over the years that like, what is it like 1% of people actually even um, document adverse reactions? I mean, I think mm-hmm. years back we covered how nurses don't even know how to fill out the form properly for adverse reactions. So now the FDA is just coming right out and saying, you know, it's no liability, none, you know? Yeah. And I think that if these parents were actually sat down and read the inserts and read all the side effects that they informed consent, essentially, they might be like, "Mm, I might wait, you know, I don't know if this is such a good idea. But it's like that rush, you know, that scarcity. Oh, we only have so many. Oh, there's only so much available. You know, I mean, like, like Doug, you were saying, I mean, it's all based on hijacking your critical thought and running purely on emotions. And, you know, it's very insidious to do to parents because you're already concerned about every other thing under the sun for a child. And now this is just another thing. And if you've got the the boob tube on and the radio and even the internet, I mean, you're just completely being bombarded 24 seven. And as somebody who chose not to vaccinate my children, 20 years ago, you know, there were dismissive remarks and, oh, you're, Johnny can't play with Sally because he's not vaccinated. I mean, so the people that say no, thank you also have that social pressure to go along to get along, you know. And as we talked about last week with the vaccine passports, they might not turn you away, but peer pressure and shame can make a parent feel pretty isolated if they're mm-hmm. not going with the tide that everybody else is. So, Well, child vaccine trials are, of course, nothing new. And Bill Gates should know this firsthand because he's <laughs> he's been all over the world with his vaccines, killing and maiming children for years and years and years, like with the polio vaccines, uh, trials and that. So this is nothing new, but Like when people in third world countries, poverty stricken, maybe they're being bribed with free healthcare or this, that, or the other thing to enroll their children into these vaccine trials. Or maybe one could argue that, oh, they're so poor and there's, you know, not a lot of development. Maybe they're not educated enough to make an informed decision. But People in Western developed nations enroll their children in trials and vaccinate their children. I don't think it's a matter of how educated a parent is, whether they will do such a thing. I don't know what it is. I still, I don't even think we'll, we'll not come up with this answer, but I don't know, maybe when everything is all said and done, we'll have some understanding as to why. Authoritarianism. Yeah. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that their intention is is 100% cradle to grave vaccination. And it doesn't even matter anymore what it is. I mean, you know, we were talking before the show about giving babies hepatitis B vaccine. Why, why does a child need a hepatitis B vaccine? You know, I mean, and it already 51 vaccines, you know, it's just going to keep going up and up and up. And uh, as you say, it's very insidious. And, you know, the health outcome is not 
what it should be, you know? I mean, I understand the concern with immunization for serious illnesses, but this has just gotten to be above and beyond and ridiculous and creating lifelong customers of the medical mafia, I think, you know? I, I agree. Um, I think that this is also just one cog in the wheel of this whole great reset. And it's just a means to acquire even more totalitarian control and to strip away everybody's freedoms. I mean, pretty soon you're going to have to have a test to leave your house. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to have all of these booster shots. They might, they're already talking about all these different variants and strains and how they're going to have to hurry up and come up with some new vaccines and people are going to need these booster shots. So it's just going to be one vaccine after the other, after the other, after the other. And how much can a poor human body take? Good question. We're probably going to find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be might the not even see pandemic. It. Yeah, we might not even see it for two to five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they're talking about the neurological side effects alone, like, I mean, how are you even going to find that out? You know, and then it will be, oh, well, it's something else. Oh, well, it's this or it's that. And, you know. Well, these vaccines cause extreme, extreme systemic inflammation. That's why so many different people have all these different symptoms from just like rashes to neurological symptoms to fainting to strokes and heart attacks like when your entire body is inflamed and you have a particular vulnerability it can show up in any kind you know of symptomatology you can get all sorts of illnesses just from being inflamed all the time and these vaccines are doing that and it's gonna they're gonna be doing it to children and it's just disgusting. So does anybody else have anything else to say about this sorry, sorry state with the children? Well, I will recommend this article that we read for this show. And it's okay. called Why Are We Vaccinating Children Against COVID-19? And it's by Paul Alexander from the American Institute for Economic Research. And it's about four to five pages, but I will say he is pro-vaccination or he talks about is. it in, in the article. So it's kind of a good, for parents that are kind of unsure, I think this is a really good article to read. There's a lot of highlighted information in there kind of coming back to why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? But it's, it's very uh, middle of the road. And so if you have friends, family, parents that are kind of on the fence about it, this is a good article to recommend because he does reiterate that he's not anti-vaxxer because, you know, we're the downfall of humanity at this point. But, uh, you know, that there's some really solid information in there. And then, um, you know, there's references, there's links. So it's a good kind of, hey, if you've got doubts, maybe read this. Yeah. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, it's an excellent article. Okay, everyone, that sounds like this is our show for today. We will be back next week with another show. So until then, stay out of those trials. <laughs> stay away from those vaccines. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week.